Hello and welcome to another episode of the Debutante Report. I'm your host, Michael Lung, here to break down week four of Australian Survivor Brains versus Brawn. And yet again, we've had another crazy week of episodes, still one that ended in a big blindside come the final episode of the week. And I have to say, I was pretty excited when that blindside did go down because two weeks ago, I correctly predicted that Simon would get blindsided with two idols in his pocket. And so I'm pretty proud of that prediction. Third person in Survivor history to for that to happen to them. So yeah, I'm pretty happy to get that one right. But here to dive deep into it all once again this week. And with me as well is another special guest, my mate, Tom Williams. Tom, how are you? I'm good, Michael. I'm going good. It was a massive week. Uh, I honestly couldn't believe it. And yeah, one of the biggest upsets and blindsides we've seen, probably, the definitely that I've seen. I haven't watched as much Survivor as you, but <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks heaps for coming on the podcast. Uh, like we do with all our guests, we like to get to know them a bit better. So I've got a few intro questions for you this week. How does that sound? Sounds good, mate. I'm ready. Yeah, awesome. Let's get into it. So first question, what is your Survivor background? Um, I haven't watched closely sort of every season. Um, the, the first one I sort of really got into was the one that Pia won. Uh, and from that season and then the season after, Dave Dave Gannat was just like just my favourite player. The way he like strategically aligned himself with different people, the way he uh, went about winning and losing challenges, uh, getting idols, playing idols. It was all very, uh, it was very smart of him. And, yeah, I think he was one of my favourite. And also Harry from that season as well. I think he played a really good game and did really well to get to where he did. Yeah, definitely some big players right there. I'd say, yeah, they were up there with my favourites as well. Um, next yeah. question, what is your favourite blindside of all time? Um, I couldn't really remember any super memorable ones from seasons gone by, but the one of Shannon this season was pretty intense. I don't think she would have saw that coming. Um, it was pretty intense episode when that happened, the way that uh, Haley sort of, laid out her plan all on the table and said, I've got my idol. Um, I think that was a pretty like pr- pretty cluding game that Haley was playing. And yeah, I think that was one that I remember like from this season. That was pretty decent. Yeah, it was definitely a a different tribal council. We saw those two tribes go there. And yeah, I, I was for sure thinking going into that um that brawn tribal that Simon was going to get picked off in that one, but Haley ended up flipping the script back onto Shannon. Um yeah, yeah. pretty big blind side there. Yeah, awesome. Just a few other questions. Just in general, what are you? What are your initial thoughts of this season so far? Is there anyone standing out to you in the cast? How are you finding it all at the moment? Um, it's pretty interesting. Like I, I'm, I'm very excited for Merge. Um, there's a lot of like strong and strategic players left, but also some people that like just won't go away. You know, like they're not necessarily the best uh, at playing Survivor, but they're just sticking around. They're just hanging in there. Um, I think you've touched on it in a couple of podcasts back that just there's a bit of a lack of like knowledge and sort of awareness in this season, like just not the smartest things are happening, you know, like you see something happening like that, that should have happened in the game of Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be a bit more switched on than that. Yeah, um, we've, we've definitely touched on that previously. Uh, this cast is definitely yeah. uh, a bit different in terms of their Survivor knowledge. Um, yeah. But yeah, also... But I think you know, for me personally... Yeah, go ahead. Is is uh is Emmett Emmett standing out this season for me? I think uh he came out hot and heavy at the start, but then like reeled it in a bit and like played a bit more of the the background games, sort of building quiet alliances. He didn't really get much screen time in there for a bit, and then he's just come back out now and he's like he's convinced George and Carter align with him, even though like there's pretty obvious reasons to go against them. 
Um, I think he's a pretty smart player, and I think if he makes it to merge, he will be very dangerous. Um, a lot of born players left in the game still. Yeah, that's for sure. I think definitely after this um, after this swap that we were saying, he's definitely managed to build those relationships a bit better than he did pre-swap. Whilst he's like he's just been losing a couple challenges, so I'm not sure how his relationships will look like going into merge. And of course, being a physical player is obviously a threat at that early stage of the merge. But yeah, we'll definitely see how that plays out. But yeah, let's get into this week's breakdown. We're starting off with the first episode this week. Uh, we saw Georgia went home in a 5-3 vote in the Sunday episode. I don't really know what to think of this. I mean, it was it seemed pretty predictable from an audience's perspective that one of the brain minority three were going to go home. There was some talk of Kez flipping to make it a 4-4, but in the end, I don't think it was very logical for Kez to flip if she was going to. I think she made the right move in sticking with the majority brawn and going um, to vote out Georgia. Um, yeah, what do you think of this vote out, Tom? Yeah, I think I think it was just, um, I don't know, we hadn't really seen much from Kez as a, like with regard to, you know, sitting down and doing some confessionals. And I think this was just a chance for them to sort of throw some drama in the mix, um, sort of have a flip-flop, maybe not sure going into the tribal because it seemed like it was going to be a pretty easy, pretty simple trial, tribal council. Yeah, I think it was a pretty interesting episode, um, especially like I took some notes earlier on that I thought that Flick might have been in trouble this week. Yeah, right. Not being with Shannon. And, yeah, I thought that Haley also was running the risk as we sort of see like happen in most seasons of Survivor um, of sort of creating a mutiny for herself, taking control a bit too early. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you don't want to be the biggest head because the biggest head always gets chopped off. Um, whereas if you, you, it's all right to do that once you get the merge, but um, I think you still, she's running the risk of possibly taking too much control and putting her ego too far at the front um, this week, that episode I noticed. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Haley's definitely trying to run things into on the Braun tribe, just I think from more of a under-the-radar kind of perspective. Like, she's not one of those players that's going to stand out to you immediately. She's more of, like, that kind of PM uh, model as well, where she'll lie under yeah. the radar and then emerge right at the end. Although, yeah, she could become collateral if it, if it comes to merge, but, yeah, she's definitely put herself in a good position being in, on good terms with a lot of people and um, a lot of other mates don't really see her as a threat, so in a good spot. Um, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. back to this vote out with Georgia, my thoughts about Georgia being allowed to leave the game and then come back were pretty clear in last week's podcast episode. The fact that she went out in the episode right after returning, I think, works out well in production's favour because if she ended up staying on the course um, playing the game, I don't think she, it would have gone down quite well with a few other Survivor fans. Yeah, um, what I do totally you think agree. about yeah Georgia returning? Uh, well, being able to leave and return. Did he? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like obviously you can understand, you know, her not feeling too well and needing to leave and whatnot. Like I don't, you know, discredit any of that. But I just think like the whole premise of the game is survivor, and like if you can't survive the entire time, like you shouldn't be allowed to stick around. I think it's a it's a rule, like you said last week, that like they've just introduced. It's feel like they've just introduced like the twenty four hours you're allowed out of camp. Mm. I feel like saying that might make survivor players in the future, you know, take advantage of that and possibly get out of camp to avoid a tribal council, like maybe get sick or something like that. I'm not. I'm not sure, but yeah, I wasn't really uh, 
too happy about her being able to just avoid a trouble, especially one that she probably was definitely on the chopping block. I'd say it's in definitely that trouble that she missed. So yeah, right. I think it's definitely this um this situation that's happened is definitely open to be exploited in the future. Like I remember saying with Cam last week, a player like Emmett would probably or even a David would try to exploit this and um try to work it in his own strategic favor. I mean, we've seen players like get injured and need to get medical attention, like Jenna Austin season three, Ross Clark Jones season four, but they yeah. had a time limit in which they were able to come back. So yes, yeah. they had lost the challenge, but they had to make it back before they went to tribal council in order to stay in the game. And yeah, so yeah, exactly. it's a bit different that Georgia was able to leave, come back. I mean, worked out pretty well in production's favor anyway, that, yeah. um, that she didn't stay on too long. Otherwise, yeah, <laughs> it might've been pretty ugly from the fan community, but uh, yeah. Georgia ends up getting voted out five to three, still leaves a OG brains minority five to two. I think if Kez was to flip and make this a four, four, it would have gone to rocks and Kez probably would have ended up getting herself voted out if she ended up pulling out the odd colored rock. Um, yeah. So yeah, ended up making the right move to make it a five, three, was there anything yeah, else I from think, this episode that stood out to you, Tom? Well, I thought that it was interesting from the three Brains girls um, in Rachel, Laura, and uh, Georgia went to approach Kez as opposed to going to uh, Kara and George. Uh, I yeah, know they right. didn't exactly have the best uh, history, but if they went to each other, they would have had the 5-3 uh, majority flipped. Uh, it would have been Brains, a complete Brains majority, and they could have they could have flipped the ship and it would have been the bronze just picked off one by one. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's not necessarily aligning with like their best interest at the time. I think there's a few too many egos at play. Um, but yeah, I just thought that would have been smarter from the three girls as opposed to just going to Kez and relying on a split vote as opposed to just going to the two former brains mm-hmm. people and trying to get a majority. That's a good point you bring up um, on this new brain swap tribe it's a 5-3 majority for original brains so the fact that they weren't able to pull george and cara back over is a bit of a shot to their own social game having i guess harmed that social relationship earlier in the game to not be able to bring that back over when they needed it and so i guess moving into the next episode monday's episode that kind of ended up hurting them again because we see i guess brains losing immunity and going back to tribal council they're now have seven members in their tribe and as we know from previous survivors seven is probably the most crucial number when it comes to any vote because it can be flipped around so many ways there's so many different variables we end up seeing rachel going home in a three to two to two vote which <laughs> i mean on paper is always seems like a very exciting vote but turned out to be a pretty straightforward yeah. one in the end um what did you think about this vote out tom um i think the position george put himself in was one of the smartest positions that we've seen in in convincing the broad majority to go all the boys uh, voting Rachel, the girls voting Laura, and then he gets approached by Laura and Rachel and he has then to decide whether or not um, Emmett is the majority vote or Rachel is the majority vote. Um, and they didn't need to involve Kara. He just sat there with all of his power. I thought that was a pretty yeah. smart move. He didn't decide to act on it but it was a good position that he could put himself in and it shows sort of uh, the threat he could pose um, later on once he gets to merge, being able to dictate things like that behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. I think 
I might disagree with you here. I, I would think that it makes sense for George and Kara in this position to flip. I think if they had managed to flip and cause a 4-3 vote the other way, they would have got rid of Braun and still kept a strong brain majority. I think now at this seven vote, it would have been a bit better for them to flip and still be able to control the numbers and then show that their brains on the other tribe that they're committed to being with them. Because right now, I don't think George yeah. and Kara are still in their good graces should they go to merge next week to yeah. go back yeah. with the original brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's always a lot easier to, to if you were to flip, to flip with a partner. I think also in the previous vote um, with Georgia going home, if Kez flipped on her own, she would be in a much more dangerous position than if she flipped with someone else. Yeah. Like if you've got someone else to flip with you, you're a lot safer, a lot more insulated. And especially if George was able to go with Kara and flip back to original brains, those yeah. George and Kara with Laura and Rachel would have made, uh, I'd say a pretty good, pretty good group to go forward. Um, yeah. I think definitely George, uh, George got bought in by the, by the snake oil salesman uh, in <laughs> Emmett at the tribal council. He definitely uh, seemed to sway his vote away from um, linking up with Rachel and Laura. I think that was what sort of got him across the line um, to vote with the Braunch, the Braunstrong tribe. Yeah. I think this, um, this, the way that they ended up splitting the votes might have left them open to a bit more danger. I mean, Kara's already shown that she's not pretty, not too good with split votes. And um, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it was only if one member flipped, then the whole vote would have been shaken up. I think it's a bit risky at this stage. Yeah. Um, even, even the threat of like an idol in play, I think it's still all right to be able to pile your votes at this stage at a, at a seven vote. But yeah, ended up working in broad majority favor to get Rachel out. Um, I wanted to touch on something again, just from the previous episode. And that was Emmett's um, ability to, to talk and convince his tribe members. We saw from the edit that it did look like Kez was going to flip earlier. And yeah. also in this second episode that, that, that George was going to flip. I just don't think Emmett managed to mitigate that, that potential to flip. Like as, <laughs> as probably the leader of an alliance, your role is probably to try to keep your alliance members in the group and not wanting to flip. And the way they didn't talk to Kez wasn't very comforting for her. It didn't really feel like she was part of part of the alliance. And obviously with George being on the outer of the alliance, I think Emmett could have done a better job at keeping his um, the rest of his alliance members in the alliance. Um, I don't know how well he's playing that part of the social game. Um, it just didn't really seem like good gameplay to be able to be speaking from, I guess, his own dominant perspective and not making, I guess, Kez and George feel too valued in the alliance. I don't know. What do you think of that, Tom? Uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he's he got definitely some stuff to learn um, with communicating with his, with his uh, alliance members. Um, but I think he also sort of took a authoritative, but also like a, a slightly understanding side to his thing. I'm not sure if he was completely on the, you need to do this, you must do this. I think he definitely said to them, like, it's up to you at the end of the day, but this here I know is in your best interest. So I think it's like mm. he's sort of out there saying that this is the way we need to go, but also like I'm doing this because if you do this with me, we'll help each other later on. Um, 
And I'm not sure whether it was just the edit that made it seem like a bit like he was trying to enforce it on Kez to vote that way. And then again with George, but yeah, I think it was a, um, he does definitely does have areas to work on in regards <laughs> to his social game because his physical game is absolutely flawless. Like, yeah, he's been carrying he is, his tribe the whole time. <laughs> uh, he is one of the most dominant physical uh, competitors I think I've seen uh, in Survivor, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like his ability to throw the challenge in this episode wasn't too great. Either. It was pretty obvious that he wasn't well, going to throw that challenge. Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was smart of them to realise him and Gerald to realise that the Brawns and the other tribe weren't safe if they went to a tribal. Yeah, that's true. That's a good um, pick from him. That was a good like pick up from the two of them to realise that all right, we need to keep them safe over there so that when we get to merge, that we sort of have a majority. In that case, we need to throw this one because we've pretty much got our uh chance to just pick off whoever we want but i definitely think they could have thrown it in a bit less obvious fashion <laughs> yeah it's a bit like instead of losing by almost the entire course <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean like it didn't seem like he got picked up too much from the other tribe mates but I don't yeah know, might be... again but who's who's who, like that's again a fault on on their behalf you know like yeah. if you're in this game of survival you don't like take notes you know look out <laughs> who's doing what you know? Don't just think you're doing bad. If Emmett's standing still for, you know, three, four, five seconds, maybe he's not wanting to win that challenge. <laughs> I love that quote. Take notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Rachel ends up getting voted out, um, which now leaves Laura as the last remaining OG Brains member on the new Braun tribe. Um, if they were to go back to tribal council, um, I'm, it'd be interesting to see what would happen. I mean... Let's think about well, that. Emmett now. did mention Emmett did mention possibly trying to uh, gain Laura's uh, trust and bring her into the alliance, and then start picking off um, George and then Kara. I did hear him uh, mention that. Yeah, it, I mean, like it could be interesting because then you're forcing a three-three, or well, yeah, by original tribe lines, you got a three-three. Yeah, I guess a six-vote is a bit harder to be able to pull off. I guess a more seamless group of numbers i guess rather than yeah. a seven yeah um, definitely could be harder but yeah that would have been interesting to see because in the past we've seen that like if you got one outsider against a group yeah. of five or a larger group most of the time that one isn't going to get voted out they're going to get drawn into pulled into another group and someone else is going to get, yeah. get blindsided but yeah we won't end up seeing what happens there but yeah it's interesting to think about um, I guess moving on to our final episode this week, this big episode, we saw Simon get blindsided with two idols in his pocket. Big blindside. Was it the right move on Danny's part though? I want to hear what you have to think. What would you have to say about this one, Tom? Cause I definitely have some um, ideas. Yeah. I think again, back to what I was saying about Haley, I think applies here that Danny sort of, you become the dominant um, figure in a tribe, then you definitely put yourself at risk of, of being voted out. You know, if you show that you're a strong player, if you show that you want to make all these big moves, you just put a target on your own back. And I think especially heading into like a pretty uh, touchy-feely point of the season where you've got to sort of figure out your way through each and every single day, I think it was ballsy for her to sort of take on um, Simon straight, like, straight off the bat, like as soon as Basically, like the first time they've gone to tribal since the massive Shannon one, I think she should have possibly kept Simon around. He is a strong um, challenge 
competitor. He's a, he would have been a strong alliance to have going into merge, I thought. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think it was super wise from Danny to be taking him on. Um, sort of at this at this point in the game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely an interesting one from Danny's perspective. I'll have to agree with you there in that I don't think it was a good move on Danny's behalf to want to get rid of Simon. I think if yeah. they got to merge, Braun are already down in numbers. Simon's going to be a big shield for you come merge. I mean, he's a big physical threat, which are always the first to stand out at the early stages of the merge. Um, Danny could have hidden behind Simon. Simon t- trusts Danny completely. And I don't think Danny would have get would have got found out um, as quickly if Simon wasn't there. Yeah, um, yeah it's strange as well because on paper, on original tribe lines, Braun doesn't have the majority. Braun in the minority. OG Braun, that's the... The group I'm talking about, um, yeah. and yet they still wanted to make a move on their own player. It just yeah. it just didn't make sense. Um, it was also really surprising that everyone else was on board to blindside Simon. Like for a blindside, this seems surprisingly simple. Yeah, I think it was very. Um, I don't know. I think the fact Simon obviously shot himself in his own foot by telling uh, what he thought was his alliance that he had two idols. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, that was one of the biggest mistakes I've witnessed uh, in Survivor. But, yeah, I think it was, wasn't was wise for him to do that. But then at the same time, I think Danny and Chelsea should have realised that the fact that their alliance of three has two idols makes them more powerful than the the brains, the brains majority in their tribe. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I don't think that – obviously, you know, they took the chance to get rid of two idols out of the game, but then that's two idols that Simon definitely – like if he's, if he's playing one for himself – there's a chance he might play one for you as well, especially if he gets them both through to merge. Um, it was a chance for them to, because alliances are, are forged on idols. Mm-hmm. I think that's been pretty well clear in Survivor history. And I don't think it was super wise from Danny to just not even con- consider it. Um, just yeah. to go straight away. We're not, we're not going to be having Simon in this game. We'll get rid of him and his two idols. I think it's also interesting that they didn't want to align with Flick at all for this fight. Like, surely they would want to try to get rid of Brains, knowing that there's a big Brains majority overall in this game and come merge, they'll be even bigger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Like, obviously, they would have thought that they build really built really strong um, bonds with the new Brains members following that Shannon vote. But it's one vote. Like, you can't trust a group of people, especially that you haven't met before, just on one vote. Like, Yeah, I think strange. it was a chance yeah. for... Simon and uh, his alliance to go to Flick and be like, listen, Shannon went home because of what Haley did. Haley and Baden and the brains, um, the brains group within that tribe, got together and basically, it was either going to be Simon or it was going to be Shannon. They didn't care who was going home. Yeah. Um, and it should have been a chance. Like they should have capitalized and gone to Flick and been like, look, Flick, I know we've had like dramas in the past. We haven't exactly seen eye to eye, but the rest of this tribe tried to get out me and then they got out Shannon. So I think it's a ch- it, would, it would have been a chance for them to work together and it would have been interesting. But um, again, it's just that survivor knowledge that's lacking, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, it's just that big move-itis that people want to get. I think yeah. because merge is coming right around the corner that someone wants to make a big move right before that big moment. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of egos at play, I feel. A lot of big egos. Yeah. Um, especially <laughs> this episode when Haley and Danny were sort of 
off off camera, like not when they were together in confessional, sort of arguing about whose plan this was and who's yeah. taking responsibility and credit for it. Like it doesn't really matter if you get your target, you get your target. I feel like, but I think it, in that situation, you'd almost rather be the person that didn't do it because it's such a big blindside. It could put you, it could expose That's you true. to, yeah, um, dramas down the road, especially once they get to merge and you know they find out next tribal, Emmett won't be too pleased that his good mate Simon went home. So, yeah, I think it was pretty brave to take credit for that blind side. Yeah, I'd have to build, like, going off that as well, like, this move doesn't really benefit Danny with the rest of the original Braun tribe members. Like, they're going to get to merge, and, yeah, like you said, Emmett's not going to be happy with this, that, well, I don't know if he'll find out that Danny orchestrated this move, but yeah. the fact that Simon's gone, Emmett's definitely not going to be happy. I don't know if he's going to go back to Danny and Chelsea or if he's going to want to blindside them straight away. Like yeah. Danny hasn't got kept herself in the good graces of original Braun. Um, it might yeah. come back to hurt her going forward. I just want to go back again to Haley and how her level of thinking going into this move, like the possibility of Danny going home on this vote as well. That's like yeah. insane. The blindside on a blindside, that would have been even bigger of a blindside. <laughs> Sorry to use that. You know word. what? <laughs> I was definitely rooting for uh, that to occur. Yeah. Um, I think it was really smart play from Haley just to cover the bases. You know what I mean? That like, if Simon doesn't go home, then we guarantee that Danny does go home. And you can also then go to Simon and say, look, this is what Danny was planning. Join up with us because Chelsea didn't want it. And you can join up with us. We can get rid of Chelsea. And then you can sort of almost basically guarantee going to merge. Yeah. That sounds that sound like a really interesting plan as well. And also you would have gotten rid of one of Simon's idols. So there's that yeah, positive definitely. as well. Yeah. But yeah, once again, Haley's playing it really well. And yeah, like going into merge, I don't think she stands out as a really big threat. Like she's hitting herself really well. She's playing really socially yeah. with other players. Yeah, definitely standing out as one of the winner contenders, in my opinion. She's sort of cut from that um that peer, that peer elk, you know, that, that yeah. just sort of <laughs> quietly goes about her business, pulls all the strings from behind, doesn't really uh cause too many beef, too many dramas, and then just with her social game and her, her intellect, she's, she seems like she has a lot of survivor knowledge. Yeah. Um, one of the only people on the cast that probably knows what past. to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the few people that's done their homework. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> she's taken notes. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what though, out of this episode, just something I wanted to bring up was the, um, the candy store challenge yeah. and the reward there. I know Kara found it and she was the first one to go, but, and I know anyone didn't clue into it. I don't know whether someone clued into it, but it seemed to be no one clued in that she found it first. Everyone seemed to go and have a look, even though the only one that was open was the, like she'd only really looked through one thing. There was only mess from oh, yeah, one this, cylinder. Yeah. I think me and my brother were talking about it and we said she's definitely should have emptied everything, um, made a complete mess just to show <laughs> that like she didn't find it maybe, but no one sort of clued into it. I thought that was just something that, um that tribe sort of let slip but it ended up she played it that episode so it didn't really yeah didn't really was it wasn't in the game for too long uh, I f- like we've seen this one before obviously um australian survivor loves to use this reward challenge it's become yeah. quite a fan favorite um after a couple seasons so i'm pretty sure that people there would have expected there to be a reward like george even yeah. said it himself um yeah did you find that reward i think he said to car like did you find an aisle did you find something there so like everyone yeah. probably knows that 
there's something hidden at this reward challenge. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, it was. It's always an entertaining one to watch. Like, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I have to say as well that it wasn't too well hidden. This advantage compared to other variants. Not of this at all. Reward. You could see it as soon as it panned around. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, know. just I don't think this this brain tribe. Uh, understands what drawing the short straw means. I think drawing the short straw typically means you go last. <laughs> but in this instance, it meant they went first. So yeah, I think they was... need to uh, they need to pick up their game on that behalf. That was that was not the best. <laughs> oh, that was so strange. It was so funny as yeah. well. <laughs> Just like George, George was so confused. Yeah, George thought he lucked out, which he should have. He, he didn't pick the short straw. He got yeah. the, one of the longer ones. But yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I mean, like with this reward as well, just like from an audience perspective, I just find it really gross watching it. Like seeing people oh, like dip their so hands gross. like cakes and chocolate, and then seeing yeah. other people eat that uh, didn't really sit well with yeah. me. But who put their whole hand in the white chocolate? Was that George? I think that was George. I think he did. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. <laughs> I mean, entertaining. I I mean, but like, yeah, yeah. I lost my appetite after watching that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's talk about this um this new advantage that we saw as well though. We saw George and Kara able to be two extra votes um for this next tribal council from the reward that Kara won. Um, yeah. it's obviously a reward that we didn't that we haven't seen before on I don't think any international variation of Survivor, which is always good seeing something yeah, new pop right. up. I wasn't too much of a fan of it, but I want to hear what you think of it as well, Tom. Um, yeah, I don't really think like it sort of impacted it all too much. Like maybe under different circumstances, if there wasn't a blind side on um, mm. or if, you know, I don't, that's the other thing. I don't think George and Kara, like you see it challenges that the, the bronze, the former bronze members are having conversations and um, talking to each other about the possible majority splits, alliances and whatnot. But the brain strike, only from the edit, which we've seen, I, I don't really see them doing that as much. And so, I don't think there was really much that would have happened sending George and Kara. I don't think they're two of the best social players like that to talk cross tribe. Um, but yeah, I didn't really see it as much of an advantage and I didn't see it as an advantage for Kara. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it was an advantage for whichever um, tribal they went to that, that group, that tribe. Yeah, that's for sure. I don't think, yeah, Kara or George had much agency in this vote um, in terms yeah. of the power. However, I do think yeah. that this vote could have impacted more. I think production really wanted something big to happen just before merge was about to hit. Um, yeah. On paper, I think we've got a 4-4 a or a 5-4 um, brains, OG brains majority in this tribe. Not too sure. What is it now? Yeah. Um, what is or fourth, it? I think it's 4. 4-4? 4-3. 4-3. No, 5-3 <laughs> because Flick is part of the, the brains essentially. No, just like on paper... Yeah, it's a 4-4 four yeah. four from um, yeah. previous yeah, tribal original, original. Yeah. yeah. So going off that, having two extra votes would have been really, really crucial if they're going off old tribal lines. Like those two votes could have changed yeah. everything. So I, And like yeah. for Simon's perspective, especially as well, like knowing that two extra people are going to tribal, being those, um, being former Brains members, those are two extra votes that could be piled to go on Brawn simply from old tribal lines. And like he could, yeah. he, that should have been a big, a big warning sign for him to play his idol. Yeah. Like if anything, yeah, having two extra votes that can't that can't be voted for, 
I think yeah. that's a bit. That's a lot of power. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I think we have two. Yeah, two different views. I mean, I see this is like a really impactful advantage that could have had big ramifications on the vote out. But I mean, turns I out think didn't I, have that I, much of it. I agree with you there that it had the potential yeah. to have a big impact, but I just think the way it it unfolded, like. It could have been. It could have happened. It, it it didn't have to happen. I think the result would have been the same. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it wasn't like like you know the biggest advantage. And as well, like the people that found it, like Cara and George, not like two of the you know whatever they sort of get told to do, they pretty much do. Yeah. Um, except for Cara when she completely forgets what to do and just <laughs> goes out on a whim and sends someone home. <laughs> oh, I think I think I looked yeah. at something earlier this week. I think it was from Harry Hills who said, well, before this week started, that Cara was the most unlucky survivor to ever play, being that she hadn't won a reward challenge prior to this week. She, yeah. she got idled out by giving her idol to George and getting voted out that way. And she messed up a split vote. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, on paper, before this week started, she wasn't looking like too crash hot of a, of a survivor player. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, going back to this advantage, I feel like there still was, I guess, some positives for Kara and George for finding for having this advantage. Like there was no risk to them in terms of getting voted out. Yeah. They still were, made, were able they got to the get seat. some... Yeah, they got, were able to gain some intel from Braun's yeah. Tribal Council. Or sorry, Brain's Tribal Council. It's so confusing having yeah. these SOP tribes. Oh, it's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Especially I get with, so confused about yeah. who's who and what tribes what and yeah. <laughs> Especially when their names are slightly similar as well. Like it doesn't that doesn't help either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad that like Georgia went home because I, I I kept hearing Georgia and Georgia and it yeah. was just confusing me. Yeah. Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, Simon ends up going home at this final tribal council right before merge. And original brain seemed to be in a really good position. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens next episode when we finally merge, what um, tribal lines will be divided by, um, how alliances will work, voting blocks, all that good stuff. Um, should be really interesting come merge. Oh, like from the promos, it seems like they're really hyping up a big George move. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I, I took down one sentence of notes for this trouble, and that was just yeah. dumb. Just dumb. <laughs> just, just plain and simple. I think in Simon's position, um, even as confident as he was, I think he had nothing to lose by playing an idol. Yeah, that's true. Plain and simple, he had nothing to lose. Um, worst case scenario, he flushes one, he still has another one. Uh, if he plays it, he's almost guaranteed himself merge. He gets to figure out who's against him, who's with him. And, yeah, I think it was a chance for him to sort of Test the trust. I think we've seen Survivor contestants do it in the past. I think Danny did it earlier in the season where he just tests the trust of the people around you. Yeah. He could have played his idol and said, worst case scenario, no one even puts a vote on him and he's played it for no reason. Best case scenario, everyone's voted for him and he's safe. You know what I mean? And yeah. then he finds out that Danny's flipped on him, Chelsea's flipped on him. And, yeah, I just don't think it was super good game awareness from Simon. I think he was just too trusting, too naive. And it brought about his ends. Yeah, just poor moves all around on Simon's behalf. I mean, the fact that he revealed he had two aisles pretty much dug his own grave. If he hadn't, yeah. have, if he hadn't have revealed that, he would have been able to play his one idol in this tribal council, and no one would yeah. have known that he has an idol going into merge, and he would have been in yeah. an even more powerful position. So, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Poor gameplay. What do you Simon. think on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was just, oh, it was baffling. <laughs> I was sitting at home going, you can't go home with two idols. You can't, mate. You just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and now we're heading into merge, like with a lot of players that probably don't have that much survivor knowledge, don't have that much or don't yeah. seem like really big characters. Like we haven't heard much from Way or Andrew over this post-swap period. We haven't heard from... Yeah. Well, we've heard from Laura that a little bit, but like she doesn't seem like a player that really stands out. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, like by the time you get to merge, there's just a few players that have just been there along for the ride and just have been lucky, I guess, to sneak through. Yeah, I think merge is going to heavily depend because you've seen a lot of the challenges, especially before they had the the tribe swap, pretty much decided based on whether or not it was a physical challenge or a mental challenge. Like you could pretty much pencil in the result before it even started depending yeah. on what they had to do um whereas going into merge you're going to have players that purely on their own are not strategic at all and don't understand the mental don't have the mental fortitude to complete some of the challenges and then you have players like the way and um Haley possibly of like the you know slightly small, smaller build not as much strength that will just just struggle plain and simple mm. i think that that, that was sort of weed out on both sides of it players sort of i thought it was very uneven at start but now that it's gotten that it's going towards merge i think that's going to be like a very big leveler and it pretty much it's all up to the show to decide who goes home now like based on what the challenges are yeah that's true i mean like if the challenges are really physical then obviously people like emmett are going to stand out if they're more like endurance and puzzle early then those i guess unassuming strong players are going to stand out a bit more. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the challenges work out there. What did you think about Baden possibly almost slipping up and whispering a bit too loud? I mean, I yeah. That was, <laughs> I don't know whether it's over-dramatized on the show, but I thought if Simon didn't clue in at that point, he was never going to clue in. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the biggest red flag for Simon to play as idol. Yeah. Had to I, have been. I don't know what he was been. expecting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how Baden could have played that a bit better. Like, it seemed pretty obvious that he was talking to yeah. the other side. All he had to say yeah. was, vote for Simon, it... and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Baden's like, oi, we're voting for Simon. He he's got two idols. idols. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, my just goodness. Just tell him Simon and that, let it be done. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. Almost overplayed it there by Baden. But, yeah. yeah, almost. He got lucky. He <laughs> <laughs> got very lucky there. <laughs> I think yeah, it's about time lucky. in the episode that we move on to quote of the week. This is where we pick out a handful of quotes from this week's episode and try to find the best one. Um, we've got a bit of a leaderboard going. If you've been listening to the previous episodes, I think Kez is on one, Gerald's on one, Danny's on one. Let's see who wins quote of the week this week. Sounds good, Tom? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I've got a couple of nominations here. As per the rules, I think it's only one per castaway. So we don't have more than one. Yeah. Um, okay. First one this week comes from Kez. It goes, I'm just a big mushy ball of Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of context, like that, that just sounds that sounds pretty weird, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In context, it's not too bad. Um, yeah. No, it's next a good one. analogy from Kez. <laughs> <laughs> next yeah. one comes from Laura. And she's talking about George. She says, George has flipped back and forth like a dead fish on the sand. Yeah, I like that one. That was a pretty good one. A- pretty accurate of George at the moment. He's yeah. not, he hasn't got that perception of being a Painted very it. loyal game player at the moment. 
yeah, painted a good picture of him. <laughs> yeah. And our final one comes from George himself, comes from this final episode. It was a passing comment, so I don't know how many people pick this one up, but it goes, all that hard work makes me gassy. Yeah, it was because he was just, they were stood around the fire <laughs> and George just decided to just let one rip. <laughs> I'm just saying, that was a it pretty was, funny uh, moment. Just like out oh, of the blue. <laughs> It made me think about all the all the footage that the Survivor editors have to edit through yeah. and all the kind of stuff that they would see. And I was like, imagine just chopping through that and you just come across good old Georgie standing around the fire. <laughs> uh, oh. I only had one quote this week. Yeah. That I, I noted that I thought was that I thought was um it's funny from George. And it was at the Tribal Council on uh, Monday. And Jonathan asked him how he's traveling, what it's like. And he goes, I'm on night twenty-three. In a strong and stable government, I just thought it was a classic George, always dropping politician uh, similes and, and metaphors and whatnot. And I just oh. thought it was it was so out of the blue. Everyone was pretty, it was a pretty intense tribal, um, and yeah, just George being George. <laughs> yeah, I think George has had a few moments this week. I think we better give it to George this week for quotes yeah. of the week. Yeah, um, I'm happy with that. George yeah. has just been giving some pretty funny confessionals. I mean, like. Sometimes I might seem pretty cringe, but I found them pretty funny. They are. I, I, I sometimes, you know, I'm not sure where they shoot the confessionals, but he talks that loudly that surely he gets heard by the other <laughs> by the other <laughs> cast members. He's, he's he's yelling in every single one. He's just telling her his plans or or he's got an idol or an advantage. It's just, I don't know. I don't know where how it goes down. Maybe they all tell him to go stand far away. But <laughs> <laughs> he's very loud. He's so funny. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thanks so much, Tom, for joining me this week on the podcast. What's coming up for you this week? Uh, not a lot now that the Olympics is done. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to be sitting around waiting for the footy to come on. Um, and, yeah, that'll be my week. What about you, Michael? What are you up to? Yeah, man, starting back at uni. Um, footy is also heating up, so always getting into that. Love our NRL, both Tom and I. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and looking forward to another week of Survivor with Merge coming up. Um, Big week of Survivor. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. Um, But, yeah, thanks heaps, Tom, for coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. And thanks Thanks for for you listening as well at home to another episode of The Debutante Report if you made it all the way to the end. I really appreciate you guys if you did. Um, Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Debutante Report. And let me know your thoughts on Twitter as well at Debutante Report. If you agreed or disagreed with anything that Tom and I have mentioned in this week's episode, we'd love to hear it. Always good to get in touch with you guys. Thanks again, Tom, for coming on this podcast and we'll see you guys later. Have a good one, guys. See ya.